reason that I forever loved So much meaning it was always enough More than the lights on a Christmas tree More than the gifts, it's the birth of our king You never know what will come your way You see the joy but you feel the pain This one goes out to the broken souls I just want you to know If Christmas hits different this year You don't have to smile, I know how you feel If Christmas hits different this year And just to hear the sounds And cherish everyone that's with us right now And everyone we're missing right now If Christmas is different this year You don't have to smile and know how you feel If Christmas is different this year one goes out to the broken souls I just want you to know If Christmas hits different this year You don't have to smile, I know how you feel If Christmas hits different this year Baby boy 
Morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song?
The reading for today is from, I have to pull it up, I lost it on my iPad, is Psalm 80. And if you recall, so the, the book of Psalms really talks about the human condition and then God's solution. And we're going to see that in, in this Psalm of 80, and it's going to talk about Joseph. In fact, that's who we're going to be looking at in the sermon for today. So let's have uh, the scripture up there. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. Be Oops, can you go back? Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us an object of contention for our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. God's word for us. You may be seated. Let's go to God in prayer. So if you would please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks this morning as we move into this Advent season. We, uh, we look for you in all things, and Lord, this morning we know that as sinners, we know it's only within you that, uh, that we are truly free, and Lord, we, we thank you for that. Lord, we ask this morning you bless our time together, the music we're singing, uh, the fellowship time is the message we're about to receive, and Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen.
Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Come on up. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys starting to make your Christmas wish list? Yeah. Yeah. Done. You're done making your list? Well, good. You're done with yours too? Well, you know what? I bet you there's some kids who have Barbies on their Christmas wish list. You know, there was a mo even a movie this year about Barbies, so I think they're probably getting even more popular. Well, did you know what? Since they were first made in 1959, there's over 250 different kinds of Barbies. That's a lot. And I thought, you know what? It'd be kind of fun to look at some different Barbies. What do you think? So let's go ahead and look at some different Barbies. All right, and let's see if you can kind of guess which ones they are. Let's see. I don't see him. There's one. Soccer. Yeah, that's probably soccer Barbie. Let's see. What about the next one? Doctor. Yeah, a doctor or a nurse. I see a stethoscope. Yep. That's probably. Firefighter. Firefighter Barbie. Yeah. Let's see. What's the next one? Here's the. What, can you see what she's holding? It's like a racket and a ball. Tennis Barbie. Or it could be pickleball Barbie. Right, pickleball's gotten really popular. It's a fun sport to play. Maybe that's pickleball, Barbie. And you know what? We, we don't want to forget about Ken either. Let's see what the, oh, wait. Yoga, yeah, that's yoga, Barbie. Yep, yoga, Barbie. Now let's see what the next one is. <gasps> Surfer Ken, yeah. Or maybe Malibu Ken. I don't know, does Malibu want to surf for? All right, what about the next one? Do you know what that one is? I know this one really well. This one's Barista Ken. He's very important. He brings happiness and, and brightness to everybody's morning with a special cup of coffee. <laughs> Cowboy Ken, yeah. Look at that hat and that fringe and boots. All right, how about the next one? Yeah, dog trainer Barbie, or Ken. That's Ken. Dog trainer Ken. Let's see. What about the next one? Oh, the last one. This is a Barbie. A fair, yeah. This one's called Dreamtopia Barbie. I don't know anything about Dreamtopia Barbie, but you either? I don't know either, but she looks pretty special, doesn't she? She looks pretty special, pretty fancy. Well, you know what? Clothes are kind of a big deal, aren't they? That's how we could tell who the, who the Barbies and the Kens were, right? And, and we can tell uh, things about people's jobs, their hobbies, maybe how important they are. We kind of like to be identified by our clothes, don't we? Yeah, they kind of say something about us. Well, you know what? That last Barbie, that Dreamtopia Barbie, made me think of our story today. And we're going to take a look at Joseph. And yes, and in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, it reads, Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he had made and he made an ornate robe for him whoa joseph was loved more than any of his other brothers and his dad israel made a special robe for him well as you can imagine that made his brothers pretty jealous so they actually beat joseph up they sold him into slavery but you know what god used joseph to save Israel, to save his family, to save his brothers and sisters because there was a famine in the land, but Joseph was able to give them food from Egypt. Pretty special, huh? Yeah. You know what? That, that story of Joseph points to even a more special son, 
a son that was sent into this world, Jesus. That's right, Jesus, the Son of God who came to save us, not from a famine, but from our sin. That's even more amazing, isn't it? Well, you know what? Just like Joseph was given a special robe, we, through faith in Jesus, are clothed in something even more special. But it's not earthly clothes. It's spiritual clothes. So through faith in Jesus, we are clothed in God's love, God's forgiveness, as his special loved sons and daughters. How amazing is that? So we don't need fancy earthly clothes, do we? We don't need yoga pants or a cowboy hat, right? Or a fancy bright robe, right? Because we've been given the love and forgiveness of Jesus. And that's better than anything, any toy or any clothes that we could get here on earth. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands and you can repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I don't need fancy clothes or the newest toys because you have given me the best gift your love and your forgiveness amen all right boys and girls thanks for coming up this morning all right listen carefully i'm going to go through these really quickly we have lots of activities and events that are happening in the life of 1C. So I'm going to go through them. You're going to see some slides up there. So just see if you can keep up with them. Number one, first and foremost, Christmas Eve. It's coming two weeks from now. Yes, it falls on a Sunday. So we're going to have services at 9, 11, and at 3 p.m. So we'd love for you to come. And as we've been saying, invite and bring somebody that really needs to hear the message of what Christ has done this world. So again, December 24th, Christmas Eve. All right, Christmas concert today. It's a community Christmas concert today at 2 o'clock at the high school. Um, what a great way to kind of get focused on why this, se this season exists. The giving garland, just a reminder. All right, there's, a, there's two more gifts up here that still need somebody to come and get them. Um, if you have gotten the card and are getting the gift, we need those gifts returned back, uh, unwrapped by the 13th, so in a couple more days. Um, get, uh, Candy Cane Lane, December 15th, 16th. We are opening our doors, we are welcoming our community, and we would love for you to see this as an opportunity to love people around us. So if you'd like to volunteer, if you'd like to be a part of December 15th or 16th, please let us know at the church office and we will get you plugged in. Uh, just a, a save the date kind of thing. Uh, December, I'm sorry, January 11th is officially our 15th anniversary of a church when we were chartered, okay? We're going to celebrate on January 14th. Uh, food, fellowship, worship, we're going to celebrate his goodness. And just a reminder, uh, many of you maybe received the, um, a letter explaining that we are also taking a thank offering uh, for things like um, if you've seen our house lights, sometimes they just don't work very well. Um, so we're going to do some of that and then also give a gift out into our community. So be ready for that. Um, also, we, we have uh, posted a, a position called executive director. As a church, we are growing. 
as a church, it's exciting to see, but boy, we just need more people to come and help. So an executive director. So if you want more information about that, please let us know. Uh, December 15th is the deadline to receive resumes. And uh, so if you would do that, that would be great. Last but not least, guests. If you are a guest here today, we are so glad you're with us in worship. We invite you to come back. Get involved in all the different things that are happening. Um, and one way that you could let yourself be known and maybe ask some questions is text 1CGUEST to 94000. And we then, maybe you might have a question or two. Thinking about questions, number one, if you want a prayer request included in worship today, you can actually text them to 402-242-5051. And then right after communion, we will include those prayers in our time of worship. Okay. Um, also about communion, we're going to have that in just a moment. And it is a gift that God has given to people like you and me bread and wine, and body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that's your belief, we invite you, we encourage you to celebrate these gifts for you. And the last announcement has to do with the joy baskets. We, we pass those out every service. Why do we do that? It is to say thanks to God for all that he's done. You are blessed by God. He has given you blessings, time and talents and treasures. And he takes great delight when we say thank you. So that's just one of the ways in which you can do that. So that's a lot of announcements. Check out um, the Church Center app. Go to our website. Uh, call us at the church office. We'd love to let you know about many things that are going on. Uh, let's continue now and worship. Emmanuel, God, we're 
That's the message of Advent this season. It's the message of communion, God with us. And as we prepare now to receive this very precious gift, let's take time to confess our sins and be reminded of the forgiveness we have in Jesus. Let's pray together. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And the good news of Advent, the good news of Christmas, is that Jesus came for you, for me. He lived a perfect life, and then willingly went to a cross, died and was placed into a tomb, but on the third day he rose again from the dead. His death was the payment for our sin, his resurrection is the victory that is ours every single day. And may this good news continue to give you comfort, hope, and peace, and the joy that comes from Jesus. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue the celebration. On a clear night, 
weary strangers moving slow Looking for a place to stay There's no place Though they travel many miles So Mary being great with child Lay down on the sweet smelling hay In a bright light fell from heaven As a special star shone bright And three wise men Thank you. 
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Dear Lord, as we gather together in worship this morning, we praise you for the amazing God that you are. What a gift it is to be known and loved by our Creator. We offer up these prayers to you. For Meryl Cook, who is in hospice, prayers for God to give them comfort. Prayers for my brother Jim for a successful AFib procedure at Lincoln Heart Institute on Wednesday. For my dear friend Cindy, give her comfort and strength as she's going through chemo. Please pray for my sister Raina, who is in a nursing home and has dementia that is rapidly taking her from us. I ask that God be with her and our family during this trying time. I ask that God keep us all strong and ever knowing of his love and healing. Prayers for baby Jax in the NICU. Be with mom and dad and the medical team. Prayers for my wife as she continues to battle with post-concussion syndrome and depression. Lift her up through the daily struggles that she endures. Gracious God, as we are in this season of Advent preparing to celebrate Christ's birth, there's nothing that stands brighter than hope, the thrill of hope, the excitement that no matter what life brings us, we can still have hope because of that night divine that night when our precious Savior was born in a manger, in a world where worry, not peace, prevails. Stir up that good news in our hearts again. This Christmas, make it real in our hearts. Remind us that your love never changes, never fades, and that you never abandoned the purpose for which you came to save us from our sinful condition, to give us life eternal, and to have the joy of a relationship with you, Lord. Please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, 
I bet you didn't know this about me. Once upon a time, I had the lead in a musical. I heard a couple left. You know, it's, it's, it, is, it, was, it, was, it was good. Um, I want you to know that I was typecast for the lead of this musical. This was in eighth grade. You got to know. At that point, I already was very much like Tom Sawyer. Anybody know the story of Tom Sawyer? A little troublemaker right here. Um, I think the, uh, also the other reason that I was like chosen for it is um, no other guy in eighth or seventh or sixth was willing to be in this place. So they came to me and said, we want you. And I decided to play Tom Sawyer. And I'll tell you, I was very, very nervous, anxious uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, a lot of lines to memorize. Number two, singing. Oh, my goodness. Three, I had to kiss Becky Thatcher. <laughs> and at that point, I was still trying to figure out, you know, you know girls are kind of cute and nice, but... You know, girl germs. And then the fourth one was I had to change clothes quickly between scenes, between the bib overalls to dress up stuff. Um, and that was my storyline. That's why I was nervous. Why are you here? Well, as I recall, you invited me back. That You're... was before I knew that you did these bad dad well, jokes. Well, you, you didn't call me and tell me not to come back, so here I am. Okay, well, you're So you're I know you were, were going to ask me about my clothing. I mean, yeah. you were just talking about clothing. Well, I don't know if, how many of you know why I wear what I wear. Now, a lot of times people don't know, but underneath I wear dark clothing. That's to remind me of my sin, and as you notice, every once in a while it just kind of peeks out a little bit, because my sin does still come over, over me. But the white is the, the forgiveness of Jesus that has clothed me in for his forgiveness and made me clean again. Okay. Now the red, that's to remind me of the blood that Jesus shed for my forgiveness. And the white that's in the red, that's to remind me of the purity of his blood that was shed for me. Wow. You know, again, colors and clothing do say something, right? They do. Just like when Greg did his thing. I mean, this is a storyline. But those colors do remind us of the, the story of Christ and what he's done for us. So now that makes sense why you walk around wearing something like that. Well, so I, I know you were kind of in a hurry today to get through your sermon. Yes, I am, in a big hurry. Now, I do have one more thing for you. Now, I can ask their opinion, but let's just do it I, quickly. You know we'll what? do it quickly. I, I got the mic. Yeah. I, as long as Mark doesn't, Mark doesn't shut me off, we're good. Yeah, I, I paid him 20 bucks already, so go oh, ahead. Okay, so um, do you know why I have reindeer pull my sleigh? Does anybody know why he has reindeer pulling this sleigh? I, I don't think any of us do know, so you can enlighten us. Have you ever tried to get a reindeer to push a sleigh? I'll leave you with that. Are you sure? Leaving is good. Leaving is one of the best things that happen. All right, let's jump into this. We're going to look at a story that's all about clothing. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but in the Genesis account of Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph, there are lots of references about clothing. So I'm going to walk you through it. 
I'm going to give you my take on, you know, what it's all about, and I'm going to challenge you to be thinking a little differently as we move forward. All right, Genesis 37. I'd like to read the first four verses. All right, um, let's jump right there. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. So you can almost picture the drama building. And you're going to see it. You're going to see it unfold in the story as we're going to tell. But before we do that, if you were here in the summer, we actually walked through a lot of the book of Genesis. And if you recall, we stopped for one Sunday and we did talk about this person named Joseph. And I shared with you the parallels between Joseph of the Old Testament and Jesus, whose birth we celebrate in this season. So, um, a lot of commentators and theologians will have long, big, really big lists, like 60 comparisons. I'm just going to give you some and go really quickly through them so you can kind of see it, and then we'll move forward. All right, the first one, the relationship with their father. Second, hated, despised, and humiliated. Sold for money. Raised from the pit. God used their situations for a greater good, not just for physical deliverance. A life of servanthood, resisted temptation but falsely accused, foretold the future, a great counselor promoted to honor, provided for people in need, and was not recognized. So, this is, this is the person we're going to look at. Somebody named Joseph, and again, we're always going to kind of keep our eyes on this Jesus because He's the reason why we gather together. He's not just the reason for the season. You know, I like that cliche, but it's much more than the season. It's everything. Now, this Joseph, what made him remarkable was not that he was a good person, not that he did a lot of things that ultimately Jesus would do. What made him special was God's spirit in him. Because in and by himself, he is just as normal as you and me. So please, as we look at some of these people of the Old Testament or even New Testament, sometimes we hold them up and say, wow, they are remarkable because of who they are, right? That's not the truth. They're remarkable because of God's Spirit in them. And I'm going to tell you this. You and me can be remarkable as well. When God's Spirit is moving in and through us, we, we can be remarkable. And we can shine the light of Christ in all that we do. All right. Um, how many of you like the four seasons? You know, like you like seasons, right? Uh, for those of you that know me, I do not like the winter season at all. When you live in Tucson for like eight and a half years, you tend to get used to uh, like 
Right now, probably it'd be like 75 degrees this afternoon in Tucson. Now, sometimes we might get into the 30s and 40s, maybe 50s, right? But it was really nice. My favorite season, how many of you like fall? I like fall the best. I really do. I love the transition. I love the change. And yet, I don't know about you. The older I get, it seems like fall just goes like this. You know, the leaves change. They fall. And then you pray that they would blow into your neighbor's yard. Do you do that? Oh, man, this last wind really helped me out. I had them all, like, ready to go, and I was going to do... They blew them all over. So sorry for my neighbor, kind of. Uh, But we're going to take a look at different seasons in the life of Joseph. Joseph went through seasons, and I'm going to say they do parallel humanity. In other words, they parallel your life and my life. And I think as we take a look at this, and we look at this um, rhythm of life, we have these moments, and the one thing that is always constant is the Lord. In fact, four times in the story of Joseph of the Old Testament, it says the Lord was with Joseph. And how important is that as we see all the different things he encountered and how God ultimately used him. So let's walk through here and I'm just going to give you a a couple little thoughts to think about. Uh, The first one, Genesis 37 verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was of the son of his old age and he made him a robe of many colors. And my thought with this, this is when Joseph was the beloved son. This is when, I'll just say, it's kind of an innocent time period where father loved the son and everything was good and he got this really nice coat. And I would just say, this, maybe those are the moments like when life is going great for us. And we can look at that. We're feeling really blessed. Uh, Next verse. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now, I'm going to call this the, um, the hated brother because it got so bad. It wasn't just that they couldn't speak peacefully to him. They started plotting and thinking, how can we do something to this Joseph. I mean, this sibling rivalry was so bad that they ultimately beat him up, right? They put him into this hole, this pit. Then they sold him as a slave. Their hatred ran so deep that Joseph's life was dramatically changed. The coat was ripped off him in a sense. Ultimately, They put some blood on the coat, brought it back to dad and said, you know, he's most likely he's been killed by a wild animal. That's what hatred will do. I don't know if you've experienced hatred. My guess you've had in different ways and maybe different intensities. Hatred kills. That was their intent of Joseph. And that's the, really the intent in this world today. The ultimate enemy is Satan. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And this Satan wants to sow seeds of hatred within the people, and especially the people of God. And I see this happen. 
And, and I'll, I wish I could tell you that I'm surprised, but I'm not. I see this season happen all too often with people. All right, the next one. But one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there, was there in the house, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. So another moment here is, I'm going to call this the, the tempted servant. So now he is a servant in Pharaoh's house. I mean, and, and he is serving and all of a sudden, the wife wants to have Joseph. And Joseph says no, all right? And then he gets so bad that he's got to run out. And she grabs the cloak and ultimately gets him into trouble. Next one, 40, uh, chapter 41. Uh, again, the transition. So he's thrown into jail again. He's in trouble. He's really, you know, bad. But then through interpretation of dreams, something changes. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he, became, he came in before Pharaoh. Then let's go to verse 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. All right, what just happened is Joseph becomes the trusted servant. This is a new season of life for him. He is second in command of all of Egypt. He, God is doing something incredible. Now, we don't see the whole storyline yet, but Joseph is now in place and has been entrusted to make all the decisions on behalf of Pharaoh. This is really good. This is really important because... There's going to be famine. There's going to be trouble. God's chosen people, his, his people are, are ready to be like off the face of the earth because they're not going to have food. But then they come. And then they come. And now we're going to go to uh, chapter 45, verse 22. So they come, and again, I'm abbreviating the whole storyline. Joseph relates to his brothers let's ultimately lets them know who he is and it says to each and all of them he gave a change of clothes so to his brothers remember remember the brothers the 10 of them who conspired against him the 10 of them who really wanted him killed the 10 of them who were so jealous that they didn't want anything to do with him he gives them a change of clothes, gives them a new opportunity. And then it says, but to Benjamin, he gave 300 shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. There's a special connection, just you know, between Benjamin and Joseph. They share the same mother. And so all of a sudden, he is now pouring out and expressing his love to this brother that was really innocent. He wasn't part of the conspiracy. And so now Joseph responds. So, different seasons. Let me go through them. Beloved, hated, tempted, trusting. And then this last one was all about forgiveness. Joseph had the power to be able to say, you are all killed. But instead, ready for this, 
Joseph gives to his brothers who had rejected him, tried to kill him, trafficked him into the hands of strangers, and told their father that he was dead. He gave them brand new clothing. It's more than a practical gift. It is a symbolic and powerful present. Joseph gives them fresh, clean clothes for a new beginning as his brothers. And I thought, you know, this really is a reflection of the story that Jesus told in Luke 15. Remember the story of the prodigal son? The younger son who says, I'm going to do my own thing. Give me my inheritance. And he goes off and he squanders everything. And really, he deserves nothing now. He is done with his father. But that's not how the story is. Jesus talks about how you know, the son is coming back and the father is watching and waiting. And when the son comes back, the father runs out to him. The father then celebrates and exclaims and says to his servants, all right, I want you to get the robe, the ring, the sandals, kill the fatted calf. This son who was lost is now found. This is the story. This is the story of the power of forgiveness. Do you realize that forgiveness can kill, but also, I mean, uh, unforgiveness can kill and forgiveness can give life? In, in the story of Joseph, a whole nation was saved and spared. That's what forgiveness can do. If Joseph chose the other path, if Joseph, Joseph said, I have been wronged, I have been beaten up, placed into a pit, sold into slavery, I am going to get even. That's not the path he took. Forgiveness gives life. This uh, pillow actually is in my office. I received this pillow, I think, about 15 years ago. And um, it says, the best is yet to come. I have it in my office on purpose. You know, you know, you get gifts, sometimes you have them, and sometimes they get tucked away and whatever. But I, I keep this out in plain eye view. Because when you go through the seasons of life, like being hated or tempted, or when trust is broken, where there's unforgiveness, when, when you're not feeling the love from people, it's so easy to forget that the best is yet to come. We get our eyes fixed on this world. We get our eyes fixed on the circumstances. And we forget the promises of God. I want to share with you this last verse, the scripture. And this comes from Revelation. And, you know, I love the book of Revelation. I also find it to be very difficult because a lot of it's symbolic. You don't understand it. But I think, at least in, in chapter 19, verses 6 to 8, it is so clear that the best is yet to come. That even though there are seasons of life now, and whatever those seasons are, there is something better that is coming. That's what keeps us going as Christians. The promises of God. So let me read for you this scripture. This is John and having this beautiful vision. He says, Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. 
Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to him, for the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. Would you read these words out loud together with me? She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear. For the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. So I'll just say, at least my interpretation of, of what John's getting at. There's been a whole host of people before us who've experienced the grace the mercy, the love, the faithfulness of God, and all the promises that he's made that have now come true. And John says, because of that, because of that, we can keep living, and we know there's going to be a day when our tattered clothing, our tattered lives, our broken, fragile, vulnerable lives, is going to be perfect. And we won't have any more tears or sorrow or pain. We will have the ultimate joy that comes from being with Jesus. Because the babe who was born in Bethlehem made his way to the cross to an empty tomb and rose for you and me. That is the good news of Jesus. Amen? Let's stand. Let me share with you the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Bye.
great Sunday, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Just a tiny nowhere town with a tiny no room in. This is where the greatest story ever told begins. Where just a tiny beating heart had all creation leaning in. That night the world forever changed because of Bethlehem. Where a star led to a stable, a baby's cry made angels sing, and the search to find a savior led to heaven's humble king. Where the wise men found the answer, the shepherds found the lamb, and I found my Emmanuel because of Bethlehem. Love
Just a lowly girl from a simple family Who am I that angels speak my name 
can never chase away one silent night still speaks to us today generous god you gave your son for us benevolent king we have a show sons and daughters let the whole world sing sing in one chorus gloria oh, oh, oh. 
Christmas is here. kept there watching both silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy
was born and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn That I forever loved So much meaning It was always enough More than the lights On a Christmas tree More than the gifts It's the birth of our King You never know What will come your way You see the joy But you 